And welcome to Tales for Wales, the pod that never fails to ease that Sunday tension and make everything just a little bit better. Whether you're hungover in the doghouse or think you're living the idyllic life, well, you're bloody not because if you're not listening to us, you ain't living, pal. So, today, <laughs> that's all right, when a bit aggressive. But, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, a bit aggressive. Also, they, they'd only hear that if they are listening to us, so they are living their idyllic life. Yeah, but it's it like a Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the Schrodinger's pod, even. The Schrodinger's pod. That's kind of you can't a cool just, take. You can't just let me have a fucking moment, can you? you got to fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah and also, I did me. nothing to help the intro. <laughs> I just hear the fucking. Yeah, tell you what, Jack, you, you write the intro this week. Yeah, yeah. And I'll then be really supportive. Uh, uh, I think, actually, uh, actually, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah, I just said to, I, that's my role in life, just to not do anything but comment from the side. Actually, I could have done that better. <laughs> do you're like gravity you are mate fucking pulling, pulling you down, you down. constantly yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even bother rise out of gravity I'd let you float off I'd just let you dither in space <laughs> so I'm little I care I'm a natural force but I'd let you go yeah. uh, what have you been up to you little pig dog oh mate pig art boy great pig art boy pig art boy we never mentioned that before have we <laughs> alright everyone in the comments we get it we say pig art boy <laughs> we get it I right? say pig art boy quite a bit yeah we did have a few messages saying you actually mentioned pig art boy quite a bit <laughs> so, yes I like pig art boy it's fun I like it's fun word. I like how it feels in my mouth when I say it alright <laughs> yeah. pig art boy although we, we did have the tragic news broken to us that um, pig art boy number two in real life the second man to ever have a pig art boy um, he tragically died not long ago. <laughs> Bad time. Yeah, to the pig art boy specialist like still yeah. couldn't pull it off. Yeah, he died after no. a couple of months, so no yeah. more pig art boy. Well, well I don't know if, is know, the first one hope. real or did, is that just the series that we watched? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a documentary. I'm pretty sure well, they it's said, real. They said second, so there must have yeah, been first. Exactly. The, the, the original, yeah, exactly. The OG boy. pig art boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If people don't have a clue what we're on about, um, <laughs> I can't, I, it's too much law to go into. It's just a... The law. <laughs> the, the, the law. will building's got too big. <laughs> yeah. You'll just have to just agree with us. That you, I like the fricatives <laughs> of pig heart boy. The, yeah. the, the plosive sounds of that. That's what you just got to agree that it sounds good. It's yeah. a funny word. Um, bye. It's three syllables that are good. So just yeah. get we we got to move on. <laughs> we have to move on from Pick Up Boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, until the next episode. <laughs> episode yeah. whatever it is, 40-something, Pick Up Boy. Yeah. If, if we can find a tenuous link to Pick Up Boy being Welsh, then we're, we're in the money. Oh, buddy, you can make sure you can bet a dollar to a piece of shit that we'll be doing that. So what, what have you been up to? 
Well, I was going to tell you about, and this is, you're going to drag me down again saying it's just another boring Jack getting his beer story right. But this, <laughs> but was this time the queue was three feet long uh, and I actually listen, went one did, step ahead. The queue does play a part in this one. Of course it does. And but it is does alcohol? <laughs> does yes, booze? yes, of course. Yeah. I already said it was yeah, about all, me getting the beer. All your stories listen. are... You try to get a beer, you have to overcome some slight adversement. It's like Lord of the Rings for a drunk alcoholic. Um, it's it's called The Hero's Journey, and it's a timeless <laughs> tale, okay? It's been used since the dawn of time. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was really interrupted. I went to go get my beer earlier, right? There's more to it than this, don't worry. And uh, I'm a little bit on the skin side, um, and the dog's been always skin inside. to pay some stu- skint. Skin, t- oh. t- 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 skin, skin side. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I uh, quickly dogs, interject before we leave this trail? Did you ever remember that? I think it was like Eddie Butler, the, the late great Eddie Butler, used to do this like voiceover for a Channel Four show called Skint, and it was a bit like it was kind of like that poverty porn, you know, like that, that thing Poverty Street, oh, like, where you like kind of make on it, benefits and fucking yeah, and it or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It was called Benefit Street, and it's quite exploitative of people who are on, mm. on hard times. But it was called Skint, and it's set in the valleys. And he'd always do this like monologue at the start, where he'd go, "Oh, uh, it's life's awfully hard when you got no money, uh, but the moon still shines, and that still gives you life, and you can still enjoy the small things like the birds singing, especially when you're Skint." You just say that every week. You'd just be like, <laughs> the it's like on the end. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was always really dramatic. And it would just be Eddie Butler singing, like, kind of romanticizing. Oh, you can't pay your electric bill this week. And you haven't got enough food to feed the family. But when you look to the sky and the moon is full, it doesn't mean a thing when you're skint. <laughs> it's like, the man was going, going beyond the brief. I like it, though. Dedication. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway. yeah, so it's quite skinny in the moon because the dog's been ill. So we had a, a classic um, unavoidable vet bill because he's shitting everywhere so oh. I was like right you know what I'm going to go back to my well my roots basically go, let's go <laughs> what's my biggest bang for my buck and get with booze right so near oh, me there's dear. a co-op I'm yeah. a, a registered member there with a little boop card <laughs> and everything you know else, getting my points and stuff a registered I'm a registered offender there, so, and I'm not yeah. allowed near there because it's a school close <laughs> <Yeah>. by <laughs> <laughs> not until beyond the watershed I'm not allowed to step foot on the premises but no um but I, I normally go there, right? But I was thinking, oh, there must be like some co-op lager. I was going to plunge those depths, right? Yeah. But they didn't even have that, right? So I went to the little sky shop next to it that just happens to have a post office in it. So that's the only reason it goes. Everyone goes to te- uh, to co-op, co-op. But because it's got the post office, that's like the, the shop just exists there. It doesn't have anything cheaper. I've been in there before, but I thought I'll give them another. I'll give them a second chance. And do you know want to know what I've walked away with? <laughs> What have you walked Today? away with? Well, I'll bloody tell you now. Let me just grab it out so I don't get the it's name just wrong. It's like Homer's Odyssey. It's another so brilliant you know, yeah. tale. <laughs> yeah. Right, now, it's called Cactus Jacks. Now, don't you oh. jump out and go, oh, the old Cactus Jacks. It's not that Cactus Jacks. I'll, I'll send you oh. a picture in a minute to your personal mobile device. And it is not <laughs> the Cactus Jacks that you are thinking of. It's like some off-brand stuff. That they've just shamelessly copied. It looks like it's done, been done on. Do you remember like word art? Yeah. Oh, before yeah. the days of Canva and all that. I've just sent it through now. <laughs> yeah. Cactus Jack Schnapps Passion Fruit, right? Classic blend of fermented and distilled alcohol. That's <laughs> what it says so on the front. So bad. So budget. It's fifteen percent, right? So it's not. It's not super strong. Seventy cl, but it said on the thing five pound sixty, and next to it was a fifty cl version that was like eight quid or something. I went over to the till, right? Boop this through. 
came up as eight quid. I was like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. But it says on the thing that it's five pounds sixty. He's like, I don't think so. I was like, you're welcome to check. He went over. I went, oh, you are right. And booked his roof. And he was like, thank you very much. And I also got, uh, there was some Bud Light on offer, right? Four bottles for two quid. The last one's there. Obviously, everyone's got them as well. They could have them. Yeah. Put those through, and do you know why they were uh, off, off, off of two quid? Because they're off. out of date. They, they yeah. went off in June. They went um, off in June. It's okay. I googled it. Alcohol is fine to drink past its sell by date up to I, 24 months if it's refrigerated, nine months if it's not, and it was in the fridge. So <laughs> don't you worry. Say, I'm, I'm all good. This is the bleakest intro we've ever done. A man Listen. down on his luck trying to... <laughs> And the thing is, is actually, uh, I, I don't want it over on there, but I got it for five pound fifty. Look, I could have lost an extra like couple of quid, three quid or whatever it was. There. But what have you? But gained? like I reclaimed it back. I yeah, I mean, I've gained some uh, passion fruit <laughs> schnapps, very very cheap passion fruit schnapps. But you know, times are tough. If anyone wants to, you know, hook me up on some little cost saving tips for the future. <laughs> I don't have any really, just, you know, just if buy something shit, says it's cheap, cheap booze. it is. Yeah, buy really shit cheap booze. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the world and lose his own soul? That's what I say to you. Oh, um, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, um, yeah. I I weirdly, this is so weird, I'm at the opposite. Um, I, I had a really cheap month last month last month um i didn't really go out an awful lot um i saved put some like for the first time in ages like in ages and ages i don't feel completely skint i don't know oh, what's happened distant so memory I, for me well it's been it's been a while but like I, my credit card's gonna be you know i'm just feeling a bit happier with how things are going with stuff mm. uh, and i thought this is feels too good to be true and do you remember that the, the cornish fucking stung me with an old with a Oh with yeah. A, yeah, they still haven't sent it through. So I was like, oh, well, that's going to come soon. So I know that's going to fucking plunder the <laughs> take, first take time you down in ages. Yeah. yeah, but so I had a bit more money than normal, and I was like, oh, um, I, I, I don't really do anything. You know, I just go to football. I don't go like we're not lavish, are we? We just like seeing our friends, going out with each other, mm. having a few drinks, like and going out for food. Nothing like massively material. The only material stuff we get is booze. And I looked over yeah. early and I thought, oh, do you know what would be quite funny? If I buy a bottle of sours tonight and drink sours all evening. And I was... Oh, joking. <laughs> no, how weird is that, though? That, like, mm. uh, you, you've you got pretty much Jack Sours. You've got uh, Cactus Jack Sours. And um, I was I was going to get the real brand sours. But then I thought, fuck it, and I just bought a nice rum. But that's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, why, why put yourself through it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was... Uh, that's that's how frivolous I am with money. The minute I, I'm not completely broke, I go, I'm going to buy real brand sours. As if well, that's I a... thought I was doing okay this month because uh, I was like, oh, no, i got enough to see me through. I was like sort of looking at what I've got planned ahead for the next couple of weeks till payday. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can make that. Of course, the dog's like shitting his guts up uh... and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, i got to take him to the vet. And I swear, he, every time we take him to the vet... Once we've been there, he's like, I'm fine now. There's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> I just Thanks for buying me all those pills. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to go to the vets and everyone fussed me. Little bastard. But yeah, so that's why I'm on the uh, the weird art cactus jacks now. It does look, we should put that as a profile photo. Maybe I will, I'll make a link in the, dis- in the th- description so people can just uh, have a little I mean, look. I hope if, nothing in the background will let you guys dox me. If ever there was a plea to jump on our... Uh, um, coffee thing, whatever it is, but he can send us a couple of pound, pence to a 
to help towards the pod, the final donation so bad link, at doing yeah, this yeah. bit. If it, yeah. If it, yeah, if there's ever a please, like look at what yeah. the dire straits I'm in. Look what Jack's slumped down to. He's he's got off brand cactus Jack and um, yeah, we, I don't, what is the thing we're trying to promote? It's yeah, if you want to, it's like buying your. Some people say it's like, oh, it's buying a coffee for someone uh, because we pay to keep the pod going. I was wondering why the um, hell you said the coffee thing, then. I was like, oh, that's some <laughs> the, reference. I, I think there's another that. one. There's another link called like buy me a coffee, and it's what some people use instead of like Patreon. They just uh, say, hey, if you want to help keep things going, you can buy me something for the price of a coffee. Um, but we've fucked this. So we've fucked this. So, so we don't deserve to ask for it. Yeah. Now. We'll do it <laughs> yeah. another time. Even if you were willing now, don't do not do it. Don't, yeah, don't I wouldn't have to that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, should we jump in? Oh, do you want to do a, a, a review or a comment? Yeah, uh, it's a comment this time, and it's incredibly short. This was on the Tum Sean Catty episode. Great episode. If people haven't listened to it, go away. Go have a little listen to that. Yeah, it's one of my favourites because he's an absolute yeah. dick. Yeah, we he was a bastard, and we 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 told him as much. Mm. Well, talked about him as much. And uh, I also like this one because the uh, the name is great as well. This is from a guy named Andoy. Andoy. A N A N D O Y. Andoy. A N D O Y. Andoy. And unfortunately, his name is much better than his comments because Andoy just said. Cool. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. I mean, on your short, Andoy. <laughs> yeah, not, thanks for nice one, Andoy. You know, short yeah. to the point, succinct. Yeah. Just you know, <laughs> you didn't spend a second more on that than you needed to. Also, I'm happy for it. I reckon our podcast is fun, silly, stupid, irritating. It's not cool. I think of all the adjectives you could use for our pod, you could never say it's cool. Are you saying you're disagreeing with Andoy? Andoy, Andoy. doesn't have your vote. <laughs> Andoy. I don't think Andoy, Andoy has a... Yeah, no, so's Andoy. Um, uh, thanks for commenting, but you're wrong. <laughs> Hello, thanks for trying. Bear look next time. Just try next Have another go. Skim the old thesauri and have another, have another go, mate. Take a pop. Look at the L for losers. <laughs> That's bizarre there, mate. Yeah. You want to leave the ABCs like... behind. Imagine we made it big time and there's like a fucking review in the Guardian. They're like these bunch of cool guys, and we're like chewing out some Guardian <laughs> columnists, going, "We're not fucking cool, yeah. right? Are you ill? You feel strip them of their rights to be a reviewer." Um, well, that's great. Cheers, Andoy. Thanks, and, Andoy. Uh, yeah. Um, this week's episode. Should we? Should we move on? Mm. <laughs> you got a cool. Sorry, um, Yes. I had a, a mouthful of beer. Sorry. Do you have Do you have a cool mm. segue? Yeah. So uh, Jack likes his a magical elixir of life, which he calls Cactus Jack knockoff uh, <laughs> peach snaps. Um, but from one elixir of life to another type of no, hang on, no, 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 smooth so, as ever, so, smooth as ever. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So. Someone brews your elixir of life, you'd probably call them ethereal. And talking of ethereal beings, this <laughs> week we're going to look at the Tulweth Pig, a.k.a. fairies, which are... 
Which are fairies. Fairies. <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes and I realised we were meant to do this last week, but we, yeah. we we split it, so my notes are a bit all over the shop. But bear with. Um, so yeah, we're going to cover the Tolworth Tiggs because we're in our October spooky season, even though it's into November. <laughs> That's how spooky yeah. it is. Um, we're so keeping the magic last... alive, right, guys? Get over yeah. it. I'm pretty sure it was the last episode. Um well, I talked about the term Tolworth Tig when discussing fairies, and I thought it might be a little reward for anyone who's getting annoyed at me for not calling them actual Tolworth Tigs, because I only reference them as fairies throughout, really. And I was picturing something going, Oh, you bastard! It's, it's called Tolworth Tigs! It's a bit isn't it? Tolworth Tig, Tolworth Tig. Yeah, it's difficult to say. So, if anyone was getting annoyed with me, I do apologise. Uh, but I hope this is a lesson in patience and humility. But before I crack on, I want to quickly give some of their other names, the Tolworth Tiggs. Uh, I want to give them a little run around so you can have a little view of these. Uh, Dunyon Bach Tig, which translates as Little Fair Men. <laughs> We're fair men. Gwarwin <laughs> Athrot. Uh, I think I might have written that down wrong, but Gwarwin Athrot. Uh, which is like the gallop and trots, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> oh, the trots. <laughs> yeah. Bad uh, connotation. Another name is Silly Frit. Uh, another name is Silly Godot. And Dut means small, and Silly can sometimes mean silly. Uh, and then Trutin Tratin, uh, Jiri Frutan. So these are all names that people used to give to fairies. Um, and I'll get into some what some of them mean, but often they're just onomatopoeic. They're quite nice to say. So Jilly mm. Flutan uh, was apparently a well-known uh, amorous fairy, little sexy fairy. Uh, and I did read that. that might, <laughs> there might be some more meaning to these names and to some certain stories there might be a, a specific kind of fairy. Uh, but they're not, like there's one called Tom, <laughs> Tom Tit Tot. Which I really like. Uh, there's a Tom little fairy. Was one called Pig Heart Boy as well. Pig, Pig Heart, Heart Boy, Boy. is a fairy. <laughs> Tom Tit Tot and a Habitat. Uh, but these are. Uh, so I read that you know sometimes they they're called this because they're related to a certain fairy in a story. But they're equally likely they may have just been nonsense names chosen because they're pleasant sounds. There's also another name that I'm going to pop into, uh, which is called the Benditamamai, uh, which means the blessings Benditha of the mother. Mamai. I was going to say, yeah, uh, I'm just trying to figure that out in my head, then the translation. Yeah, and that sounds much more like a kind of what you might class as like fairy kind of lingo. Um, you could imagine the, reading that in a book, can't you? Like, yeah, yeah they were called The Blessings of the Mother. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they were slightly different to Tolworth Tear Crew. They were more believed in by those who lived in the South Wales, and they were said to ride horses in fairy raids and visited houses where bowls of milk were customarily put out for them. Uh, and if they weren't impressed with what was left for them, sometimes they'd see the baby and replace it with a changeling. Um, so these Jesus. ones, these uh, were slightly more sinister. Um, Make sure your bowl of milk's out. <laughs> Make them not. Yeah. Um, now this is all new to me and absolutely batshit, but um, it's I found it quite fun and I, I did enjoy reading it. But this changeling uh, in European folklore is a deformed or imbecilic offspring of fairies or elves substituted by them surreptitiously for a human infant. So according to legend, the abducted human child will be given to the devil or used to strengthen fairy stock. <laughs> which makes it a lot more sinister. Fairy stock. Yeah, Jesus. so these are Bendith and They were often, people used to believe that these would kind of come and raid and take your children and they were used as kind of folk scary tales and stuff. They and don't sound very hopeful no. so far. Um, so there's a story about a woman in Wales whose three-year-old son was stolen by the fairies and she had her baby replaced with this changeling. Uh, and this woman then was given a threefold instruction by a cunning man, which is what they used to kind of call magicians, on how to get her mm. baby back. 
She was instructed to remove the top from a raw egg and began stirring the contents. And then she was, uh, as the changeling watched her do this, at certain comments he made establish his otherworldly identity. She there went to a crossroads at midnight during the full moon and observed a fairy raid in order to confirm that her son was with them. So once she saw this fairy happening, she went, oh, that's my Clive, I can see him over there. Um, and the last thing she had to do was obtain a black hen and without plucking it, roast over a wood fire until every feather dropped off. Um, and then once she did this, the changeling then disappeared and her son returned back to her. Um, so this is all the kind of shit, like, even though this isn't real history, this is what people used to believe. And I think that's quite an mm. important thing to, to talk then, about. We're talking what does about a fairy raid involved because when I think raid I think like Viking raids that's what they brutal. that's kind of what they mean so it's what like, fairies and they're ty- and they're little people right they're like yeah. sort of little like Tinkerbell yeah there's loads of different ways of like I, I picture them like if there's a thing called disenchantment which is done by Matt Groening who's the Simpsons um, he's oh, got yeah, a TV yeah. show called it and they, they the fairies that are quite mean but it's just imagine mm. kind of little like goblin meanies coming yeah, in and attacking don't those um, remember on like I think the first mythology when we did the boobarks aren't they like technically like a fairy folk of some yeah. kind like and they're well, meant to be little goblin think, gremlins and they like you said we think in them as as um, as uh, Tinkerbell but I think they're just kind mm. of more uh, and these are all tales that have been passed around um, and it's really popular in South Wales um, these are tales that are passed around communities and kind of used to scare teach morality and um, yeah. also just superstition like you know it's scary living out in the wilderness or living in times where it's dark you don't have like street lights and stuff you just have these kind of classic mythology things always hitting all the beats yeah Um, so that was the the Bendith Amami but I'm going to go back to the the Tolworth Tig crew who differ slightly they're not as kind of malevolent (laughs) Um, according to the folklorist Rit Sykes the Tolworth Tig may be divided into five general types the Eshlon elves uh, the Koblanai, fairies of the mines, a Bubachod, household fairies, we mentioned a minute ago, mm. um, a Gragev Anwen, uh, Anoin, uh, female fairies of the lakes and streams, and the Gwishion, mountain fairies, more similar to your classic hag, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> your um, classic hag. <laughs> your bread and classic butter. Classic hag you know. But what I found really interesting is you've got these five types. It just shows how prevalent this was in Welsh history, and people really used to mm. believe in this stuff. That they have these, you have separate entities for different parts of the world. You know, you have your house fairies, the Bubachod. You got elves. You got fairies in mines. You got fairies in the lakes. That's so it's mad like it, that it's like, yeah, you go, oh, I'm being besieged by this something something, and someone go, sounds like a classic hag. That sounds like a classic yeah. hag. That's uh, that is one of the five <laughs> yeah. fairy types. Well, or, or say so the Eshlon uh, uh, or singular Eshlish, they were inhabited valleys and stuff um, mm. and they were compared to similar beliefs in England where England had similar kind of elves but it shows that it's, it's, it's incredibly superstitious the country was back then mm. um, and even it's so much so that they knew what food they ate they ate uh, toadstools and fairy butter which was a type of fungus apparently and they wear uh, bell flowers as gloves <laughs> and like, they, they really built this picture of what they look <laughs> right. like uh, but in kind of general rule Tolworth takes are the most common name for Welsh fairies um, now, like, we barely know history, let alone this mad shit. So if we get some of the folklore wrong, I do apologise, but it's pretty difficult to come by as it was all often oral and less written down. Um, but this has inspired me to buy a Welsh folklore book for the future. Uh, also, I think it's important to remember, back when this was more prevalent, people were much more superstitious, so people would actually avoid using any of those names I just mentioned because they were scared something bad would happen. Um, they were often right. known by euphemisms to avert those kidnappings I mentioned. So in Glamorgan, you'd never name them by that. You'd often name them by certain names to avoid 
upsetting them. That, um, um, that comes up a lot in like folklore stuff where if you like mention a creature by name, it like sort of invites it in, doesn't it? It's like a sort of uh, again another superstition uh, of mm-hmm. some sort where if you talk or f- uh, in some things, it's like even if you think about like a you know like succubus and incubus, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like apparently, yeah. if you even talk about them, it's like a sort of an invitation for them to come and like plague you. Exactly, and you invite them in and stuff, and um, and like I said, like much of this is Welsh folklore, so all this most of the stories about the Tolworth Tig were told in oral tradition. So when you're around campfires, you tell these spooky stories or whatever, and so much of it wasn't written down. So it's quite it's it's difficult to complete a full picture. But the idea is is oral tradition, and that's kind of so much of Welsh history. It's just people mm. communities talking to each other. But this one has more of a sinister edge to it. Um, although when I say they weren't written down, there are some references to appearing in the writings of Geraldus Cambre- uh, Cambrensis, aka Gerald of Wales, who was a famous clergyman um, who was like circa 1146 to 1223. And he's someone we should cover to another day because he seems really interesting. And he kind of mm. managed to go between England and Wales and other countries without getting his head kicked in quite well. Um, but he references them like yeah over a thousand years ago um, and they're still referenced for the next couple of thousand years uh, for the next thousand years um, so anyway back to the Tilworth Tig crew they're described as fair head and have a penchant for golden hair and when I say penchant I mean they absolutely loved it so so much so that they'd steal or in Welsh head of gipio <laughs> mortal children with blonde or fair hair so anyone who had blonde hair as a child you were you were more <laughs> risk of being you got, you got a look out yeah yeah, um, their usual king is known as Gwyn Ap Nith, um, who we should do a whole episode on because he sounds fucking mad. What people used to believe about him, but mm. from what I quickly read, uh, Gwyn Ap Nith is the king of the Tolworth Tig or Fair Folk and ruler of the Welsh Otherworld, Anoin, um, and his name means Gwyn, son of Nith, and he's described later as a great warrior with a blackened face. And Gwyn is. Uh, intimately associated with the other world in medieval Welsh literature and is associated with the international tradition of the wild hunt so people used to like pray to him they offer, offer him things to hope the hunts go well and stuff ah, like that right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's already getting on him today we'll be back with him in the future mm. in general the Tulworth Tigs are portrayed as benevolent so not malevolent benevolent the good ones uh, but are still occasional uh, but are still capable of occasional mischief some of the later stories even pro- even profess to improve behavior and good morals such as promising rewards to silver for young women who keep tidy houses <laughs> so it's so <laughs> it seems as like society moves on and they have different kind of values they try and reflect that in some of their stuff so some of the yeah. anxieties move on um, and they're probably less scared of this stuff but they still have that as a threat to children you know if you don't tidy your room some you'll guy, get this uh, yeah some guy at some point going like Oh, do you the Tolworth Tig that are offering like silver if 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 the white um if people's wives just stop going on about doing the fucking dishes? <laughs> like I don't know, if that's just that's just the the, the tradition around here, isn't it? What can I tell? Well, I I thought all this was mad, but children up until about what nine, ten believe in a tooth fairy. Mm. So like, it's not like it, we we've completely evolved that we don't believe in this shit anymore. You know, loads of people yeah, who true. have to have like who superstitions and things like that, and I, I'm not religious or superstitious. Um, but I do, you know, there's sometimes we get a bit scared walk, you know, if you're, like, in the forest at night or whatever, and even though I know there's nothing in this country that can hurt me, because I'm fucking rock hard, there is still <laughs> yeah. something innate within you because, oh, this is a bit spooky, and you do start to picture mm. things. Um, but, yeah, so they have these, they started, like, changing what the what the moral values of these uh, Tolworth Tigs were as time went on. And a good way to remember uh, is tidy girl, get a pearl, dirty betch, become a wetch. 
That's my new. Uh, <laughs> my new. Manager. I thought you say that's that's from an old manuscript that Gerald <laughs> yeah. of Wales wrote down back yeah. in the day. Um, one thing that distincts our fairies from other Celtic fairies is they're often more associated with lake, lakes. So, like in my last story I did last week about Llyn Llwch and at the Llyn mm. of Anvach in South Wales, loads of stories around fairies around there. Like the story you did involved throwing someone into a lake didn't it, last week. Um, yeah, it's, um, the water was considered a very like ethereal thing for Celts and stuff, wasn't it? So yeah. imagine what that's where it like emanates from. They always thought like big lakes were like gates to uh, Anun, the the nether world or other world, whatever you want to call it. Well, um, so these links to the, to the water uh, have implied to some commentators that the conception of the Tolworth Tig is derived from dark-skinned, short, early inhabitants of Britain who lived in Cranogs, which are like primitive lake dwellings. So people mm. kind of. So when people moved, invaded in Britain from afar and settled, they used to see these kind of more smaller, demeanest kind of people who would be who would probably be um, antagonistic and defensive to people coming in. And over time, that turned into fairies and all this stuff like that. Mm. So do you want to know what puts the heebie-jeebies into these little buggers? Can you guess? Go on, then. What what well, what's good? the tel- the tolerance take? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Is it going to be something like? I think it's going to be something unusual, I imagine, judging by well, your tone. Weirdly, well, just weirdly, they have an irrational fear of iron. So, Oh, in, I, yeah, that, that that's like prevalent through lots of things, like spirits and things don't like iron. Do they insult really? as well? Ah. Yeah. Like well, apparently um, if, you, if you're being bewitched uh, by some sort of ghost or like spirit, uh, like salt circles are a thing. Or like, yeah. Um, yeah, like if you put yourself in an iron cage, you can't be touched by them and well, things like that. I've heard that before, so, yeah. For for a long time, unbaptized children should be were guarded from the Tolworth take by having a poker placed on the cot. Um, so a poker is like an iron poker; you'd poke mm. your fire to keep it hot, you know, to to move the wood around. Um, so do you, you know what an iron poker is, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so they used to place that on top of a cot, which I mean <laughs> that can't be fucking safe. But they used to do that. Um, so they used to do that to stop people stealing. You to stop the fairy stealing your baby. So you'd put you'd put this uh, iron rod, this iron fire poker next to your baby's crib on top of it, um, and oh, it was like, stop oh, them we, stealing. Oh, love, do we really need the iron poker on the crib? He's bloody blonde, Joe. Come on, think <laughs> yeah. now, think. Well, that's why I'm thinking the Tulworth Tig were probably doing a favour. They're probably thinking well, these fucking stupid idiot parents are putting hot metal pokers <laughs> near their babies. They're going to take it away and keep it safe. Um, I like you say it as if they've gone like right just put the last little bits of finishing on the fire now right in the embers and then go right now stuck it straight <laughs> yeah, onto the car it to Clive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like other um, fairies throughout Britain they had possession of magical animals um, often magical cattle uh, the most famous of which is a speckled cow of Herithog um, which is one of the most commonly told stories of the Tolworth Tigs, but I'm struggling to find a good source for it. So I think I might come back to that once I've got my new book on folklore. But anyway, it involves a young fella seeming, seeming to wanting to marry the beautiful young daughter of a fairy host. Um, and the daughter agrees, but only on the condition that he does not touch her with iron or strike her with three unnecessary blows. Which, I mean, seems like fair. The bare minimum of a husband is to not hit your yeah. wife. So that's, uh, can... that's one of the uh, stories in my little the book I was on about the other day. Yeah, that's a... I, yeah. I, I vaguely remember it, yeah. This is a pretty decent one. 
Yeah, so I'm going to have a little look in when I get my book as well. Um, so the fairies lived in a glad at Tig, which is the Welsh, land, uh, Welsh name for fairyland. Um, and they dance and make fairy rings, and they live underground and under the water. They bestow riches upon those they favour, but these gifts can vanish if they are spoken of. So I'd give you like a hundred grand, but if you mentioned you've got a hundred grand, it goes, it gets taken away. Um, and <laughs> so no, no tell your mates, I've come into some money, lads. Let's go out <laughs> yeah. on the piss. No, no, no. They hated arrogance. Um, they also had stories about fairy maidens uh, becoming wives of human men. And these fairy wives are, however, still bound by traditional taboos. They must be careful to avoid touching iron or they'll vanish back to their realm and never be seen by husbands again. But then on the flip side, marriage in fairyland could be through consent or, more bleakly, through enslavement. Either way, you're forbidden from seeing your human family ever again and may possibly uh, forget your past human existence. Uh, but if contented, then the Welsh nation wished you well. <laughs> so they had, this is like tradition of like saying, oh, you know, yeah. we've lost her to the fairies, or you're away with the fairies. You know that saying? You're mm. away with the fairies, yeah. you're just not really concentrating. Often they'd recommend, so say if someone went missing, they'd say that, oh, she left her husband to go live with the fairies. Um, <laughs> is it like, and, oh, the, the dog's gone to live on a farm type thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't it? I always think this is mad that people believe this, but then I think it's probably equally mad that people believe in Christianity or Islam or, you know, stuff in my opinion, which is nonsensical, but to them it means something. But I do find with the fairies, it's just more fun. It's a bit more fun to believe in. But <laughs> yeah. I, I do think it's a bit more all of it's quirky, isn't it? Um, and it makes life more, you know, religion makes people more content and relaxed and, ha- well, not relaxed, but content and safe. And being spiritual offers you some kind of guidance and uh, less worry about what happens next and all that stuff. And what well, I think is believing people in. People don't like um, things not being explained, do they? So imagine back in the day where you didn't have uh, science, especially, or anything like that, to say, say how things work or even just touch on how things work. It's. It, you take some comfort in someone going, oh, that's because the fairies do it every blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, exactly. you know, rather yeah. than I just don't know, you know, it's a bit too and, much to fathom. And I don't believe in any of this, but it does make life more magical. And I definitely, now, next time I go to see like a lake or somewhere in Wales where I think, oh, that's, that, you know, mm. people back in like 400 years ago would say, oh, be careful by that lake, you might get taken by the Tolworth Tig. And I love picturing that. Like I said, this isn't real history. But it's real that people spoke about this stuff. And yes, sure, fairies don't exist, but to people they did back then. And that's what's important, yeah. I think. And that's what's interesting. I say that's, yeah, a very good point in that it's not real history, but the people did believe this back in the day. Yeah. So that's history, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, good point. So that's that's my uh, wrap up on the Tolworth Tig. Not, nothing huge, because also I don't really want to go into too much law because it's people listen to this usually for history. So um, I just thought, it's give well, you a flavour like of what. You've, um, You've touched on like a, the tip of the iceberg there, and that we'll probably do another mythology episode at some point down the road. And I imagine Tolo Tig will come into that. There's probably I a load of so. stories that they're involved in. So, yeah, it's nice, mate. Very nice. Um, I'm desperate. I'm about four pints in. I need a piss so bad. So, can you get on our socials, Tales for Wales? Um, we love you loads. Drop us a review. Yeah. Yeah, leave us a review and tell your mates about it. We'd really appreciate that an awful lot. Um, and follow us yeah, on socials, Tales for Wheels podcast. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Follow, goodbye. follow Andoy's lead and yeah, comment on us. <laughs> yeah. Do what you like. I'm, I'm going to burst. Yeah. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. <laughs>